What's good, good people? Vets, let's talk. Hope y'all good out there. Hope y'all having a good week. Hope y'all having a good month. Hope y'all having a great year, man. Before we get started, I'd like you guys to click that like, share, and subscribe. You know what it is, the HBO special, man. Help a brother out. Amen. Suicide prevention, man. I went on a journey in September. September is suicide prevention, man. Hey, before I get started, I want you guys to take a look at this video that I have. Month is Suicide Prevention Month. Tonight, the first of a two-part series highlighting the tragic but important fact the rate of suicide among veterans and service members is alarmingly high, perhaps twice as high as that of the general U.S. population. Too many of our nation's heroes are taking their own lives, and we, as a nation, need to bring that to an end. She was my free spirit, my little wild thing. Great kid, but very adventurous. And uh, she said, yes, I'm going to talk to the Navy recruiter tomorrow. I said, why don't you talk to the Air Force? And she did. And they had a great slot for her. Wayne Telford is remembering his daughter, Brooke. I thought she'd do a four-year enlistment. Uh, she was stationed at Davis Monthan Air Force Base, Tucson. Uh, worked on the A-10 Warthog, loved her job, which she did, and deployed the first time to Kuwait. Telford, a Navy veteran himself, was surprised at how his free spirit daughter thrived in the military. She did back-to-back -back deployments to Afghanistan very early in the, in the, in the war there to Bagram, uh, working on the A-10s. Uh, and she called us from one of those three o'clock in the morning calls and it was like heart thumping it was mom dad and brooke and he said i just want to let you know that i'm re-enlisting today and it was your what brooke had found what she wanted to do for 18 years through four deployments brooke served with distinction even recognized as non-commissioned officer of the year and rewarded with this flight in the back seat of an Air Force fighter. She absolutely loved the job, the camaraderie. And the Air Force became a family. After a final deployment to Iraq, as that war was winding down, Brooke returned home. It was Veterans Day 2011. And I could tell she was tired after all that travel. And she looked at me and she said, Dad, what the hell was it all for? And I looked at her, I said, what do you mean, Brooke? I said, Iraq, what's it all for? She said, we've lost thousands of people, thousands wounded. We're leaving billions of dollars worth of military supplies, these jets that I've worked on and everything else. These people don't care. Broke her heart. Less than two months later, Air Force Technical Sergeant Brooke Caffrey went to a hardware store to buy duct tape. She used it to seal the cracks inside her garage, climbed in her car, and started the engine. She was reading Psalms in that car as she was inhaling, inhaling carbon. The numbers are simply heartbreaking. According to the Veterans Administration, every single day, 17 members of the nation's active duty armed forces and veterans take their own lives. And according to new research from America's Warrior Partnership, even those numbers 
are staggeringly low. In the eight states that we're studying, um, there's a undercount of veterans deaths on average of 27%. Undercount. Jim Lorraine spent 23 years in the Air Force, retiring as a lieutenant colonel. He's now CEO of America's Warrior Partnership. How counties account for the deaths are very different from one county to the next, from one state to the next. And there is no way to conclusively validate at a county level that someone served in the military. AWP commissioned the University of Alabama to cross-reference state mortality reports with Defense Department records. That study, Operation Deep Dive, is trying to get a handle on just how many of those who wear or wore this country's uniform take their own lives and why. In their uh, most recent report, uh, the VA put out that 17.2 17 to be exact. The number is much higher than that. So that 17.2 does not include National Guardsmen or reservists in that count unless they had a certain number of days activation. You know, the, the VA can't reach out outreach to every veteran. By law, they can't. There's 18 million veterans in the United States. Nine million are enrolled in the VA. There's a, that means there's nine million veterans who are either unknown or uneligible for VA healthcare. It kills me that there's nine million veterans unknown to our nation. They should have an advocate who's got their back. They should be connected to services that improve their quality of life. They, in turn, what they will do is they will turn around and help the, the community. Operation Deep Dive is a stud. Okay. Now, first off, I would like to give my condolence to the families of those people who lost lost their lives, lost their family members in war or suicide. Now, the 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 the, the data that's being put out because you know they got the twenty two a day, and what I've looked up and what I've seen. So, okay, let me let me share my journey first. No, first off, let me say this. Your life matters. You matter as a person. Not only military personnel commit the act of suicide or even have the thought of suicide. Civilians do too. Not only not only veterans have that thought. I like to sit back and say you guys matter. Who you are, what you will become, what has happened to you is tragic to make you think that you need to end your life. It's tragic. I'm not going to take that away from you because what you deal with at the end of the day is what you deal with. Nobody, I say nobody, can take that away from you. It has to be a close friend. And I, I talk about this a lot. It has to be somebody close to you that you can call just at the drop of the dime, and they can sit back and listen. Listen, having an ear to hear. That's And nobody can fix your problems. This is you. This is nobody else. No one can fix your problems. Now, you can, you can have certain people in your life that can guide and coach you through certain things, but at the end of the day, you have to do the work. I had to do the work. I had to flip a switch in my mind to take me my mind in a certain place. I have to think positive probably 80 to 90% of the time. 
about bad outcomes of, of, of bad situations that took place. You know my journey, right? September, Suicide Prevention Month. I'm thinking, you know, let me do 22 push-ups a day for 22 days. Because I know how it feels to have that thought, just being transparent. I know how it feels. So what better way, you know, that I can, I can play my part by doing something like this to get the word out to people like, hey, this is a big deal. Like mental health is a big that's touched on like so oh so much. Mental health is a big deal. Um, my 22 a day. Come the 21st day, I started to do some research. The numbers are different. It's like they was talking about in the news feed that I just put a little video. I just put it. The numbers are different everywhere. But I ran across a number that said 30,000, 30,000 active and non-active military personnel committed suicide in 2021. I was like, wow, that's more than 17 or more than 22 push-ups a day. So, you know, I thought to myself, why not just do this till you can't do it no more? I'm going to keep pushing, listen to the message, until I can't push no more. Yeah, it hurts my shoulder. My shoulders are messed up. It hurts my shoulder to push every day. You know, you hear the crack, and I might put the sound in there one day, but I kind of take the sound out. I'm going to keep pushing until someone hears the message or I can't do the push no more. Or I'm going to do something to recognize those people that commit or even think about committing it. Like this, this is a serious thing for an individual to just take their own lives. You matter. You matter. Like what, what do you think we can do as a society, as a community? To kind of get the numbers down. You can never really do anything about a person's thoughts. You can't. The mind is, is just so powerful. And it just goes so many different places throughout the day. Like for me. Is having a solid routine in place. And when bad things come about. I kind of tell myself that everything's going to be alright. I can make it through this because I've been through worse. Or just taking a moment to myself. Or, you know, I have my son. That's the hook. You know, I got my wife. I got my son. Being around people that love you. It matters. You know, talking to your mother or father. It, it, it matters. It's someone. It's, sometimes it's a stranger. You can get a stranger that sit back and listen to you and talk to you with so much care. And some people just want to hear you talk. You know, I got a message on one of my uh, YouTube shorts. If someone chooses to die, let them. Stop using it as an excuse to attract attention. I just thought that was just so disgusting. Like, it's just people, it's people out there, you know, that will sit back and say things like, you know, somebody... 
if a person is going to sit back and say it, they're not going to do it. Let me tell you something. You never know where a person's mind goes throughout the day. They probably just want to be heard. You don't know what they're going to do. So, you know, why don't you just take the time to sit back and just listen to them? Not to say you got an answer for what's going on with them, but just listen and have an understanding. If you don't know how they feel, just have some type of an understanding like, okay, I got you. Or, you know, if you can't help, call the suicide hotline or call the police to do a wellness check. You matter. Who you are, what you do, you matter. What can we do as a society? That's my question. What do you think can be done about people? I'm going to say people committing suicide every day. How can we change that narrative? Especially with military personnel because we got a bad stigma on us as far as coming from war. We got a very bad stigma on us. And man, I got a quote. It's not really a quote. It's like a little tale. Some of you guys may have heard it, but an old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside me. He said to the boy, it is, it is a terrible fight. And it is between two wolves. One is evil. He is angry, angry, sorry, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humanity, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person, inside every other person. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. The one you feed. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you for your time. And I hope and pray that the things that I'm doing reaches somebody. And I like to thank the individual that I, I should have wrote his name down. They got on here and, t- and said thank you for, sending, for, for what I'm doing. I thank you for acknowledging that and, and for giving me more reasons to keep pushing. Hey, man, let's talk. Who's up next for formation?